Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I'm Tyler McCaff, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? Really good. Really, really good. Um, you know, NBA basketball's back. Celtics just absolutely pulled out. Almost broke my heart on opening night after a fantastic preseason. Hit my first couple bets for NBA action, Metcalf. So that felt good. Um, college basketball, 11 days. No ceilings plus announced. I, I'm feeling great. Life's dangerous right now. How are you doing, sir? How's everything holding up? Fantastic. You know, we're, we're, we're approaching Halloween. We're going to be a little on theme uh, with today's episode. Uh, we'll get to that in a, in a minute, though. A uh, bit of housekeeping. You mentioned it. No ceilings plus. Um, we we have introduced some more paid content this year over at noceilingsnba.com. Uh, I cannot emphasize enough that the free daily stuff is not changing. We're not replacing anything. We're not getting rid of anything. We're adding more. We're trying to give you more um, and reward those of you who are willing and capable of paying and subscribing to it. Uh, those of you who have been paying and subscribing, uh, regardless, before this, you're incredible people. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Um, the the plans are eight dollars a month or eighty dollars for the whole year. With that, uh, there'll be you'll get access to select articles. Um, definitely a lot more NBA developmental stuff. How guys have progressed from their college days to what they're doing now in the pros. Um, a lot of different scouting stuff. It'll be it, it'll be a really wide variety of articles um you'll get the preseason draft guide that's out on friday october 27th correct yes you'll get that for free um you'll get access to a private discord where you can talk with us whenever you want and with that there'll be private video meetings and just a whole lot more um access to us in general so if you're able to um it would mean the world to us if you can subscribe if not no worries. We're, 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 we're still family. We're still building this really fun community over at No Ceilings. Um, Rucker, did I miss anything in that? No, sorry. I jumped the gun a little bit, got a little excited. So I'm sorry if I cramped your style. No, um, never. Albert, I, I have to give a shout out to Albert and Corey. They did a great job breaking it down um, on the recent episode of the Draft Act. Nick have to great there. Um, I'll, all I'll say is this is a big deal for us. Um, we had a very intense meeting, Summer League talking about this because um as it was stated on the piece um i always wanted this to be free like when i talked to metcalf and Corey and the whole team starting this up i said fans deserve to have free basketball education about draft prospects but um we're at a point where the the support's been unbelievable we're trying to take this to another level. And, and, you know, I said it online the other day, like this isn't just going to be a website. This is a company. We've had that vision since the first day we started no ceilings that this is going to be a company, you know, I'm too old. Corey's too old. Metcalf's too old. Like we don't have time to be chasing other stuff. Like we, we're all in on this and I'm not giving up on no ceilings till I die. So I think this is a huge deal. And as I said, like, I know what it means to ask people to invest their money in us. And because of that, and because of the whole team understands that, like we're going to work twice, three times harder this year. We're going to give you guys NBA content. We're going to give you everything you could possibly want. You want to talk to us. You want to talk about prospects. You want to get draft rumors, whatever you want. Um, it, it wasn't 
something that we were like, Corey said this great. This wasn't just like a, Hey, we got you. We're, yeah, we're getting money from you now. No, this was something that we're like, we took very serious and a very, very long, intense meetings and everyone agreed. But we were like, if we're doing this, it has to be worth more than what people are willing to pay. Like it has to be a steal for them. So um, I'm really proud of it. I, I'm so proud of the No Ceilings team. And I mean, I think our draft guide for this preseason alone is the biggest one we've probably had in terms of analysis. So um, I just want to say thanks to everyone. Like the moment we announced it, I, I texted Metcalf at 4 a.m. my time um, the day we were launching. And I was just like pacing around the room because you don't know, like we love everyone, but you know, we don't want to disappoint. And the biggest thing we keep saying is nothing's changing. Mm-hmm. We're just bringing the dessert. Like you've, you're, you're getting the main course as always, but now we're bringing some dessert on the side. So um, yeah, sorry, I went on the rant there, but just, it's been awesome. The, the initial response we got from everyone and everyone's signing up already. So please go check out the post and no ceilings plus is going to be worth everything in the world. And we love you guys. All right, let's get into the episode. Um, let's have a little fun. It is spooky, Halloween season. It's, it's, it's spooky season. Um, so, you know, we're, we did this episode last year, but we did it really late in the um, draft cycle. And, you know, it, it's a little more applicable now. So we're building our own Frankenstein monster of a prospect. And, yes, I know Frankenstein was the doctor, not the monster. It's it's just easier for the title. Frankenstein so. for some. <laughs> Frankenstein. Um, God, what a flick. Yes. So what we're doing, we're you know gonna alternate picking certain prospects and certain skills from that specific prospect. The categories that we're looking at filling out are playmaking, on ball scoring, off ball scoring, athleticism, uh, on ball defense, off ball defense, and frame. We can pick in whatever order of those that we want. However, once a prospect is picked, they are off the board for anything else. I think that's it. I think I covered it easy enough, simple enough. We have a billion names to choose from, a billion prospects to choose from. So Rucker, since I'm a gentleman, I'm going to let you go first. Who are you taking? Um. Okay, so this is where I have I actually have to get strategic when we do the Frankenstein episode because I know you're gonna have the same names I have. So I almost have to like jump well stop to copying go get my them. board and my rankings and my analysis. No, I just know how you think. I know how you think, <laughs> so I need to jump. Um or have I just been gaslighting you this entire time just to win this episode? I'm gonna do I'm gonna get frame out of the way. Donovan Klingon for frame. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, Do it. get out of my head. The funniest thing is I had four names written down for that one. And that was my deepest one. But I Klingon was like my first like, well, frame oh, for Klingon is pretty God. easy. He's going to be one of the biggest guys. I know there's another giant that you could put in there. Yeah. Um, but Klingon's frame, the way he moves, um, you know. He the rumor was he gained he's up to 280 now so we're getting a 72280. Like I actually do. Or do we need to see it? No, because he was big coming out of high school and then lost like 20 pounds as a freshman. The problem is is it, 280 could be it's it's what what is that 280? Yes. Losing the weight, I think you're losing bad weight. 
putting it back on could be, hey, you send down. Let's build. Let's let's build the muscles up now. Um, obviously, the foot injury, which sounds like it was Not, a toe thing, is yeah. not always scary. But I think we'll see. The th- the problem is is like a two sixty whatever he was two sixty two sixty five. Last year, when I watch him on film, I'm like, people aren't supposed to be able to move like that at Correct. that measurements. Um, he's finishing lobs. He's looking like a high flyer above the rim, but I'm not too worried. I think I'm probably with you with wait and see. The big thing always, too, with basketball guys is like, you're going to burn that weight off. Like, even if yeah. you come into the, it, we've seen it all the time. NBA, it's easier to burn that because you're playing more often, but um, I think I'm fine with it. You any concern? Ten percent concern? Just like a hmm. five? Yeah, just I, it's literally just let me see him play, and I'll probably be fine. It's just like a I don't know. I feel better about his weight gain and the foot thing than Filipowski's new hip and the weight gain. Yes, does that make sense? Yeah, and I also think Filipowski's gonna be much better this year, but yeah, that'll be fascinating to see how, yeah. how he looks. Okay. You're up, sir. Okay. Well, now I can leave frame to last. You, you asshole. That, that was literally my first pick. I hate you so much. Um, Get in line. That one's goes around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with athleticism. Ooh. And this one I struggled with, actually. So this is going to be really interesting. I'm going to go with Alex Sar. Here's my thing with Sar. I had his name up and like tried to put it as a piece of a puzzle, like four different places. And I was like, I can't find where I want to lean. So athleticism actually was probably where... I think if you're going anywhere with him, you'd probably lean there. So I get that. That I, I think he has some of the most impressive physical tools in this draft class currently. Um, I just he, he's light on his feet. He moves super well. Very springy, quick, fast in the open court. Um, so I, there are a couple other names I was looking at with it, but uh, you know the fact that he's already that athletic at that size, I, th- I think it's going to. Uh, Tra- it's going to be an easily transferable athleticism into uh, the absurd frame that I'm going to pick later. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, that's a good one because obviously, and everyone remember, we're doing a pre- this is a preseason fr- Frankenstein um, episode. Like Metcalf said, we did ours last year was like in the middle of the beast of the draft cycle, so. Who knows? Maybe we do an update, but I think this should be an annual thing. Like this is the second annual, you know, Frankenstein. I'm going to keep saying it that way the whole time. <laughs> every time. Um, so yes, everyone, I know you say it's Frankenstein, but I'm going to say Frankenstein because if you haven't gotten the joke yet, you need to get up on your cinema history. Um, still feel good about SAR that high. Yeah, board. yeah I do. Um, his production is obviously tailed off a little bit. Um, but I think that's more so due to a minute thing where he's not playing 30 minutes a night necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's more so down in the teens, um, like basically all those young guys in the blitz are. Yep. Um, some are even lower, which is kind of a bummer, but it's a long season, so we'll see. Um, and he looks good. 
uh, I think his off ball offense is incredible. I think it's so much fun. Um, and then, then he's just like sprinkling in some of these flashes of on ball creation where he's hitting guys with like these lightning quick spin moves where it's like, Oh, that was fun. Um, so it's like, even though the shot's not always going in, I feel like the process is still really good. The defense still looks really good. He's starting to get in a little bit of foul trouble here and there, but it's what I kind of expected to happen where I mean, the the way he was playing was pretty unsustainable for an entire year. So he's come back down to earth a little bit, but he still looks like I would say an easy top five guy at this point. What about you? Yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm right there with you. The NBL minutes and stuff like that never worries me because I also feel like with a lot of those teams, it's the same mindset as NBA teams. Unless you're a top pick, you're not really, you got to earn your minutes they, and they got games to win. They're trying to win games. So you see, we've seen a lot with NBL where they finally get to the point where like, okay, let's play the young guys. Like, yeah. and I get it, but you know, a lot of fans, I feel like even first week of the NBA season are going to be like, why aren't we playing our rookie? And it's like, because they're trying to win games right now. <laughs> Shout out you, Wizards fans. Yeah. Just relax. Like, also Lakers fine. play, play Max Christie a little bit. You, you, you need some size on the wing. Let, let's get up. Let's get my boy Max some minutes. I I have thoughts that I want to share on another show about that, but the the clam reddish clock is ticking, and it's Max Christie bringing <laughs> down his breathing down his neck. So, um, yeah, that over under would be amazing. I need them to add that to the Bill Simmons podcast. That over under. Um, okay, I'm up next. really tough really really tough um okay well now i can wait on athleticism oh wow now my athleticism i can actually move into another category okay i'm gonna go uh playmaking i'm gonna shock some people i'm gonna go elliot cadeau for playmaking um i had another name actually higher but i i want to go with cadeau right there i'm loving it and now i have that vision at seven two <laughs> i have elliot cadeau's playmaking ability at seven foot two 280 pounds so i've already made the best basketball player ever <laughs> besides larry joe bird um yeah like everything people worried about with elliot cadeau just got answered by donovan kling and tight <laughs> so i feel pretty good about that i the playmaking one was pretty easy to get fun with some names on there it, but they, I, guess, it, I feel like that's one of the deeper ones yeah i was like oh. for this exercise yeah rattled off three right away and i was like next but yeah um, no, i appreciate you not taking the best one so i know I, who I, you're gonna take of course but you I, do because yeah predictable yeah um but, so where yeah. are you I know you're really high on Kado. We talked about him a little bit. One of, I think, last episode. Um, you still there? Are you still thinking he's a lottery guy? Or I'm still there. I'm still high. Okay. Um, high on him as a prospect. Don't get it twisted, guys. Um, I've got him at twelve. Okay. I just think he, and I, I like him as. A player i think he's super fun on ball i think he's explosive just... in and out of his gears i think he can get away from you fast yep when it comes to separation 
I'm buying the shot. I really am. And I think he can get, I think he knows he's small and he's a little bit of a, a bulldog, just a pistol getting through the lane. And like, I know people are going to be like, Oh, well he needs to prove he can finish at that size. I think he's going to be ready to do that. Um, if he shows me he can, you know, finish in the lane floaters, have some touch, take on contact. It's going to check a lot of boxes in a hurry. That's one where if he proves that area, then I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I'm really in, but just seeing practice clips or, you know, the scrimmage. And I know everyone's like, why are you? Cause the scrimmage is, I'm going to watch everything I can, but like, I just the way he moves, the command he has, the composure he has on the court. If he's shooting around 40% and putting up big numbers and some of the passes he's throwing, I'm just in, yeah. I'm, I, I'm in, I, I, I'm just a big believer. I, I, when you're that little and you can really get places and I, I don't think it's erratic with his burst. I think it's like, he understands where he wants to get. He knows how to lull people to sleep and then explode. I just, I'm buying it right now. Hey, if he shocks me and doesn't come out of the gate strong. Okay. I'll move him down a little bit, but right now I just really like what I've seen. And this is a tough guard class. Like there's a yeah. lot of really good guards. So where do you yeah, have him? Uh, 27. Yeah. See, you're, you're, you know, I, I love you're a height guy. Plays. You're a height well, hater. The, the NBA is, are, <laughs> they're, they're the heightest and I'm, uh, and you know, we're projecting these guys to go into their league. So, you know, um, I want saying. him to be good. I think he's an incredible playmaker. I buy the shot too. Um, I think he gets psyched out a lot of, a lot of the time when he gets into the, into the lane and panics and throws some wild passes when there's a floater or, or a layup available. Um, but again, do you that think was that could be, film. yeah. Do you think that could be, I'm a stud and I'm trying, I'm bored and trying stuff. No, it looked it from, the at least the ones the games that I saw it looked more like I don't want to get my shit swatted here. See, I think he also has a little bit of jerk in him to yeah. go at people that you don't see with small cards. Like I think some guys will be like, I'm shot, I'm not ever gonna and I think Ellie will have points like screw this, I'm going at you. Those worlds just need to level out to one being much more than the other. And I'm just in wait and see. I yeah. this is my early, you know. If we were playing the stock game to start the year, I'd probably be buying a lot of Elliot Cadeau if you had him at $27 or at 27th on the market. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take a ton of that, please. But speaking of, we need to get Wall Street back. But um, shout out, Corey. Go ahead. You're up next, sir. Okay. Um, I'm going to go off-ball defense and go Justin Edwards. It's just a really good pick. Yeah, um, no, that's why I did it. No, I mean, I, I, uh, I think that's going to hurt me in another section. Let me check. No, okay, I'm safe. I had him listed on there. Um, it's just special the amount of ground he covers and his awareness and his just length and positioning and timing. It's, it's everything you want from a weak side defender. I'm, uh, I'm back to believing 
Like I have them, I have them at number one on my board. There so, you go. For all the no ceilings plus people, you're gonna see our personal big boards. You already get to find out who's my number one by listening to the podcast. Um, and I, again, just watching the scrimmages, going back and watching old film. I feel like I'm buying into another level of love. Um, am I crazy? Uh, there, what what, think, what level are you talking about? Well, they're going to be small because yeah. they have no bigs. Um, Correct. Alpari came out, said big Z, um, still isn't cleared. So they're probably starting the season out small. I watched the scrimmage that everyone wants to talk about because Rob Dillingham dropped 40. They all played like 800 minutes, so the box scores looked great. But basically, they just had Adut Thiero and Edwards guarding each other. And I really loved it because if you, I do the is one of my favorite guys. Corey got me hooked on him in the beginning of the year. And every time I watch anything they've done, he pops to me. I think he's just going to be one of those Jack of all trades, like nasty, tough players, but he's a big, big guy now. Like he's put on muscle. He's a pro. I feel like he's like two twenty two or two thirty, but he's just stocky. Yeah. And, um, they were just battling him and Edwards, like in the post. They're just because they're playing against each other. And I just think Edwards is almost going to have to be like, Hey, you're your six, eight wing, but we're small. You need to go rebound and be like grab and go. So I think, I, I think he's good at that too. Like I, I generally like his rebounding. Um, I mean, when we were in Portland drink, um, between every break, him and Omaha blue were going down and doing like one-on-one post stuff against each other um which you know was cool and they were the only guys really doing that i mean some other guys were doing form shooting and what whatnot but that's not relevant um so i i don't think it's out of the question and i also think his overall scoring game is more crafty rather than like explosive or athleticism reliant so if he starts matching up on power forwards and stuff and can drag them out to the perimeter and can kind of dance with them it gets interesting. I I almost think it might be like brilliant from a developmental point for Calipari working with Edwards of like teaching him like you need to go get you know you, you need to be aggressive but not just scoring. Like you yeah. need to go help us. Like you need to go hit the boards. You need to run the offense. You need to run the the break and transition. It would not shock me if Edwards comes out of the gate and is putting up some really nice performances like in his in a couple of games just because they're going to be struggling. They're going to need someone to step up. And I think like you're saying, like he thrives if you put the ball in his hands to give him a little bit of versatility. And I just, I'm a big fan. I'm I'm really, really intrigued. I think he's going to be one. I think that's going to like find that switch this year and really start to put it together. And people are going to be like, okay, this is why he was number one. Hey there. Did I cut out? Did you? No, you're good. Go oh. ahead. Live. This is why we do it live. <laughs> no, okay. you're good. It was okay. probably me. Okay. Um, cool. Okay. So I went Justin Edwards. Who you got? Um, the, the whole time is I forgot that was your pick. Cause I was so excited about talk about Justin Edwards. So that's great. Um, okay. 
I'm going to go on ball defense here. Oh. And I'm going to pick Garway Duwall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. You know what's funny is one, um, Word document tried to correct Garway to Garvey. So that's fine. Mm, yeah, um, that's, that's common. I always have to remind myself he's listed at 6'5. Yeah, he's big. Like, I, I don't know why, but watching him, I just always assumed he was like the Emmanuel Quickly that's like small or no, not quickly, but I thought he was like 6'2 with like a 6'8 wingspan, mm. like just an alien built, like a Rondo build. And then I'm like, oh no, because quickly is six six four, right? I think um, or six three six four. But Garway's a big boy. Um, I love him. It may, oh, or I to say, quickly six two. Okay, at so least that's what I guess that's what I the internet's telling me. So, um, yeah, and I, 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 I love that pick. Everyone knows how much I love Garway. Um, my only, I do. My only concern oh, with him. Here. Uh, you wouldn't the, have had know. a concern if you did. No, I did. Him. I and I would I would probably was going to. Um is how he can kind of get a little complacent with like the reach around when guys try and drive on him. Um I mean his success rate is incredible at it, uh, just because his hands are incredible and he's super long, but that disappears pretty quickly as you scale up in competition. Do you think that's just uh these high school kids have no ch- shot against me and it'll clean up at the next level. Or do you think it's uh something to keep an eye on? Uh, both worlds. I think you, you're always wanting to keep an eye on it. I think a, a good head coach at the next level is the first time you do that in practice. It's like, stay the heck in front of them. Yeah. Like, you know, I just like, you don't do that he, here. He like, can. And he does yeah. like, he, he easily has like the defensive fundamentals, the athletic tools, the footwork to do it. It's just, in high school a lot, it'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to reach around and take it from you instead. There's defenders that can do that. And it's almost like a calculated, really smart. Got it. It's me. It's my internet. <laughs> Shout out to, um, the Cox company and, uh, COX in Arizona <laughs> for all the people out there. Um, they're terrible. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, you're it's good. Terrible. Um, yeah, I think that's just an OLA thing that a college coach grabs yeah. you and it's like, get in, stay in front of them. So, um, okay, go ahead before my internet just keeps cutting out. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go on ball scoring. I'm going who with a guy that I think both of us think is a big time sleeper in this draft, Caleb Foster. Oh, that's a really good one. I didn't have him down. That's a really, really good one. We talked about it on the playback stream. And it was right before you joined us. And um, Maxwell and Steven, we're, we're all talking about like, hey, who's a wild card that could really just shock people. And, you know, is the huge climber. Is the Keegan yeah. Murray climbs up from middle to late first round preseason and gets into the top five. And I said, I think there's a world in which Caleb Foster does that. 
I, I I really do. Like I've gone back and watched him. He's the one name I'm just staring at with like laser eyes now because I'm like, why can't I feel like there's a world in which you really you're going to be cooking. Um, so that's my why. I, I love him. I, I really yeah. am starting. Okay. I, I don't love him yet. I'm really excited about how I could probably fall in love. There you go. Yeah, I I have him at fifteen right now. Yeah, um, I'm at fourteen. I'm or I'm right there with you. So I just explosive score, just fills up the stat sheet in a hurry. I buy the shot, and he took a lot of really difficult stuff off the bounce, off movement, off the catch, all of it. Um, explosive around the rim. I I think he could be in for a huge year, especially if McCain and Proctor are getting the bulk of like the on ball kind of creation responsibilities. Um, I think the numbers for a lot of these Duke guys could look really wonky and like misleading at the end of the year, just because it could be so everything could just be so spread out. But I, I think he's really one of, one of these guys where he just keeps climbing because all he does is perform and get buckets. Absolutely. Um, um, Okay. I'm going to go. I feel like I'm going to spice it up and you're going to be shocked that, or no, you know what? Um, This is tough because I have a lot of names that. Oh man. All right. I'm going to go off ball shooting. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do Miles Kelly. I'm, I'm tired of pumping him, but I've watched more, and my man can run for days and shoot for days. And um, I know that's probably gonna shock you, and you're gonna be like, "What?" But I was actually looking around, and I was like, "I don't." Preseason wise, I'm like, I I had a couple names. I had three names. Um, but I, I feel the best about Miles Kelly right now. Does he do anything in terms of scoring inside the arc? A little, not as much as you want. Like that's the next step, but he's running off of screens like crazy. He's running all over the place. He's catch and shoot. He's spot up. Um, He's shooting on the movement um, both ways. I just like the shot too. The shot I think is lightning quick and good size. So, you know, let me, let me fall in love or let me, let me like a guy. Why would you watch him? You because, told me Kobe Bufkin last year, and I watched him. Why won't you watch Miles? Yeah, Kelly? that was. Why won't you trust that was, me? That was in season. I, th- I there are other games going on. the The second he steps foot on the court this season, I'll watch. You're not you. That's not true. You're not going to make a <laughs> Georgia Tech basketball your first priority. There's some. There's a problem with that. Why won't you? Well, do it that? won't be my f- first YouTube priority. YouTube TV has a quad they'll, box they'll now. <laughs> um, I will. I'm getting to it. God. No, he, he just has that quick lightning re- release where it's almost like the the Buddy Heels, the Ben McLemore's where you're just coming like lightning quick where you can really do some damage. And I just am buying that if he needs to take another step forward and be more versatile this year, but I, I'm buying the raw tools so far. So um, plus Fair like and, and you're, you're, like, you're not alone by any means. No, and he had like 20 a game in the last seven games. I those are humongous, those streaks to end the year in my book. I think those are huge.
super confidence building. So I'm just buying it, but um, go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm actually interested to hear who you picked for that one. That one I was kind of like, eh, I don't know who really is lighting it up for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where I'm going to go for that one. So I, I still have some pondering to do. Um, um, you know, I'm just going to keep it easy. Playmaking, Taryn Armstrong. Okay. I thought you were going to go another direction. What, Toppich? Yeah. Nah, I'm Terrence better. Okay. Proud of you for that. Really, really he, proud of you. He's been the best playmaking prospect in the world for three years running. He, uh, it is a true statement. He had a pass in um, preseason against the Wizards where he was just having a brutal game and um, someone was smothering him. And he just got like pissed off and like threw an underhand rocket like cross court and i was like laughing because it it was like a pass where 95 percent of us would throw it like at someone's ankles or out of bounds and he just threw like a pissed off underhand fastball right into someone's chest like his teammates and i was just like how did he throw that so easily it was just amazing um, yeah i mean the just he sees the entire court the entire time and just delivers some incredible stuff. Um, so he's going to go to the Euro League and win multiple he, titles. I already yes. know it. it. Like, yeah. And if if he ends up with like Barca or Real, um, yep. it's game over. Hundred percent. And hundred hundred percent. I hope he at least gets a shot in the NBA. He needs to start scoring though. something, but couple of years that's away. not what three, i drafted so three years away from being three years away um okay so i'm up next yeah um oh i drafted on ball defense i didn't okay uh oof. i feel like this is gonna drive you crazy i'm gonna go on ball scoring and i'm gonna go stefan castle okay um, I'm buying that he's a bad man with the ball in his hands to get where he wants to go. So, um, I feel very good about that pick and I've talked about Stefan castle in like the last six straight episodes. So I don't need to go in depth. If you want to just pick one. Um, no, I, I like castle a lot. Um, a lot no, you don't stop trying to make stop fetch it. happen. You no, don't you, like him. You, a lot. you and others like him way a lot more than I do. Yes. I'm at 11 and he has a uh, Oh, you moved him up uh, one. No, I didn't. I thought you had him at 12 before. Uh, no. Okay. All right. You're lying to me. I may have moved someone down. Um, okay. You're up. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to go off ball scoring. Um, I'm going to go with my boy, Jacoby Walter. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to do. Um, I, I buy the shot. I especially off ball shooting or off ball scoring, off ball scoring. Oh, I didn't so that, have that involves, off ball scoring. Down. That involves cutting. Ball that involves shooting. off ball movement. Yeah, so now see. we have another category I got to add. Nope. That was, you just mislabeled yours. Okay. I, I have the files. I have the I, files I, from last r- year. I'll pull it up. No. R- run the tape. Look, look, 
go back to the intro, read what I read, read what I said when I, I know, but categories. maybe, okay, whatever, fine. Well, now yeah. well, maybe I'll repick my Miles Kelly pick then. Cause I thought it was no. off ball shooting, which makes way more sense. No, it's off ball scoring. Okay, fine. Whatever. Whatever. It's, All right. It's not my fault. You don't listen. <laughs> I'm going to find the files <laughs> after They're in the computer. Just, just once, once the pod goes up, li- listen to the intro. Yes. Where I laid out I know all what the you categories. Said in the intro. Okay. We're, I know what I you just, said in the intro, but I oh, set you because it doesn't seem like you did. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> who, who? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Okay, Jacoby for off ball parentheses. <laughs> nope, just scoring. Just off ball scoring. All right. Um, I still like Miles Kelly. Yeah, Any I thoughts like about Jacoby. Just and some of the other names I was looking at there were more off ball shooters like Tucker De- DeVries. Um, I had Tucker and I had Alex Tui too. Um, Tui looks nice. Um, I think Alexander Sar would fit perfectly in off ball scoring. Um, Zachary Reesacher, uh, piece coming Friday. Go check it out. Oh, yeah, no check that out. Uh, his off ball scoring has been tremendous. Um, just needs to find some consistency with that shot, but it's early, plenty of time. Sorry, uh, you're up. You have athleticism and off ball defense left. Um, I'm gonna go Kevin McCullough for off ball defense. Yeah, that's that was my pick last year. Yeah, I saw, um, I wrote him down actually and then looked at our graphic from last year's and laughed that he was one of the picks. And I was like, well, those are my two names. My two names were literally all right, three, I had Jacoby. McCuller and Justin Edwards. So yeah. I've McCuller's been the best one of the, uh, uh, I'll, can, I'll, I'll relinquish to top five uh, team defenders in the country for the last, however many years he's yes. incredible. Just his hands, his awareness, the timing, communication, versatility. He's going to get on a roster because of that. And, and just, just shoot 38% from corners. Please. I don't think he's going to have to right away. I think he would go to it. Like, I think the Celtics would. No, I meant like this year. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying just, I think the team. I think an NBA team will be like, we just want you to play great defense. You're fine. If Marcus Smart can turn into a respectable shooter, Kevin McCullough can figure it out eventually. Is there like some like Nashi Marshall potential with him? I think so. Where he's just kind of like this gadget, do-it-all college upperclassman like Marshall was at Xavier, and then just he's never really a big-time shooter. Um, I maybe I may, maybe misremembering Marshall's college numbers. I don't have them up in front of me, so apologies if I am, but then he kind of finds just a niche with the Pelicans and does a bunch of the dirty work off the bench. Is he a guard version of Herb Jones? Maybe without the freakish athleticism. Yeah, that that's a problem. I think the garbage guys always have a spot in the league. Yeah. Regardless of position. If you have the measurements, which McCuller is gonna hang his hat on playing potentially three positions, um, guarding multiple positions, being an unbelievable team defender, smart playmaker, like I think he's a dream guy off the bench early on i think he's a dream guy he is a hundred percent a spur 
Like the Spurs just get him and somehow he's like their sixth or seventh guy and they have or a playoff like game the, and he's unbelievable. Yeah, or the Thunder. Like he, he is just that's what I always say. Like he's the guy that helps a good team become great. Mm-hmm. He's uh, was it you or um someone put it perfectly like he's not a guy that turns a bad team into good. Oh, yeah. He is a guy that puts a good team into great. Is yeah, that you? I I said that before. I don't know if I originated it. No, I think you you said that to me, and I was like, I love how you put that. I think McCullough is a perfect candidate for that category. Okay. Um, All right. I got on-ball defense and frame left. Um, I know that you're not going to take the guy who I have slotted in for frame. So let's look at on-ball defense, and I'm not... hmm. You, you really kind of screwed me with that Garway pick. Um, yeah, it gets tough after that. Um, I also keep forgetting that I already took on-ball defense, which I'm really proud of that. Um, and, like, there there are some names, like, way lower down my list that I could go after, but that doesn't seem fun. Um, hmm, okay, I'm torn between two... I'm just. Gonna, I mean, I can help you, or if you just want to play it close to the chest. I'm gonna go with the experience. Um, I'm gonna go Trey Alexander. It just seems like a smart pick. It's also funny that we were finally we just got down to be like, okay, let's get our guys like what we know. <laughs> so I <laughs> so I, I was defensive I was, positions. I was torn between him and Scotty Mid- Middleton. Um, I had a wild card for on-ball defense. Ooh, let's hear it. Bronny. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, I didn't have the guts to say that's one of my top picks, but I also, from watching him in Portland, drink, um, I he's, feel like me and you awesome elbowed player. each other at once and we're like, uh, he really yeah, understands like, fundamentals of... He's physical, too. Yeah, I, I, I think Bronny could, obviously, I hope, the health and everything. I think he could turn into a real psycho defensively. Like, I think he could be a really fun. He'd need to just be like, this is me. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm being. I, he will never be an animated Patrick Beverly type, but he needs to be like, I'm going to ruin people's lives on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And I think he has the intelligence, obviously the bloodlines. Um, but I think he just has the right mindset. And like, he was just doing little stuff, which I'm like, that's a very good foundation for understanding what you could do. He, he legitimately gets how to play. Like, yeah. And he just needs time. He gets it. He needs time to pick up a little, some tricks and some tendencies and like how to make people, you know, just like playing the game. He just needs time, but you can tell already. That's like, Ooh, I don't see guys do that stuff already. Sorry, I'm ranting about it, but no, I, I want the, him to play so bad this yeah, year and be same. healthy. And go ahead. The, just the other name I was thinking of was Tyrese Hunter. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's way down. Um, I think Reese Beekman, another good shout for that. Oh, Beekman's a good one. Um, I didn't think of Ron Holland, obviously. Um, but I'm assuming where I'm assuming that's probably where you're going with athleticism, but I could be wrong. Um, I don't know. I I feel like Ron Holland's just a little too chaotic right now, but we'll see. Um, 
could have gone with Ron Holland. That would have been nice. I am actually, you know what? I, well, oh, screw well. it. I'll just I'll just lead into it. I am p- going to pick Ron Holland for my athleticism. Yeah, th- I was thinking of shaking it up and saying Cohen Carr just because of the dunk clip, but no, I'm going to go Ron Holland. Um, so he he was the other name I was thinking. I was torn between for athleticism between him and Sar. I just started imagining Ron Holland speed. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine how fast Ron Holland gets downhill and it instead Ron Holland of being God, 6'6", his straight line speed is absurd. That dude flies. It's <laughs> it's like having a hundred speed in a video game and you're just like full sprint turbo. Like like when like Tyreek Hill and Madden or something, when you're just like they clearly Every the top is 99 for everyone, and Tyreek Hill somehow it says 100, but it's 110. Um, yeah, I I love Han, I, I really do. Um, people in the front row are uh gonna be in danger. Um, okay, cool. So I just hey, have... no, he is a you know what? That's a good point. That is a, a you gotta have a warning sign, Ron Holland coming you know, if you're sitting front courtside. Um, okay, what do you have just frame? Yeah. And I'm assuming you know where I'm going. Oh, there's a lot of big guys. Are you taking Edie? Yeah. <laughs> I had Edie, Mara, and Bona with Klingon. No, not like, with those I'm little chicken legs. On Mara. What? Not with those. Not with Mara's chicken legs. Yeah, Mara. I, I just I can't get over Donovan Klingon with Ron Holland speed. I just can't i i'm laughing yeah. hysterically about it well now i have zach Eadie moving and jumping like alex are so yeah it's, it's <laughs> a good time i think zach Eadie's gonna get drafted this year i think this is the year i'll, I'll tell you one thing he he's um he's he's climbed my ring like i still think i have him on the outside because i know i'm gonna end up moving like I know I'm going to end up moving him up throughout the year because I'm going to watch him more closely than ever because I'm going to be like, okay, he's all in now on trying to get the best possible resume to get drafted. Um, and I know like some people were saying he did some good stuff over the summer for FIBA and stuff or FIBA World Cup, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think we can't underestimate because he was on team, he was on Canada's team, right? But he yeah. got some minutes, yeah. So, um, I, even the littlest minutes for that stuff, I think it's so important for development. And um, he, what I'm trying to get at is like he's now on my. I'm watching you very closely, and excited about it. Mm-hmm. Not like to be a, a jerk, but I'm now I'm going to watch and be like, can this work? And I feel like with guys like that, then you if you start getting excited you go back to watch again the previous year and be like, okay, mm-hmm. what has he improved on? And I will be shocked if he's not drafted. I've, we've said this on previous episodes, because I think someone's going to say, if it's going to work, it's going to yeah. work with us. If it's not going to work, we tried. But some team's going to be like, we don't want somebody else to have this work. And I'm not saying as a starter, I'm just saying like as a rotation big, a nice piece. So, um. And what, I, what you, I think what he, do you need to see Metcalf from um, him this year? Cause he's going to put up cuckoo numbers. Yeah. 
and he has for the last two years. Um, I, th- I think his assist numbers are going to look a lot better. Um, whether or not his passing has really changed a whole lot, I'm not so sure. Um, but I think, you know, there, there are a lot of young shooters who are now a year older on last year's team. Um, so I expect them to be a little better. Uh, I'm blanking on his name, but they have an incoming shooting guard. Miles Colvin. Yes. Uh, really, really like, um, who I think, you know, could really help facilitate in that area. Um, and if he could just make, if he could consistently make like a face up 15 footer, that would be awesome. Um, you know, maybe a little more passing out of the short roll, stuff like that. Because in the NBA, he's never going to be asked to go post up and get 30 points. It's going to be crash the boards, protect the rim, screen, clean up stuff around the rim. That's what's going to be. Um, but like you look at a team like Memphis, who, you know, you replace Steven Adams with 10, 15 minutes of Zach Eady. I, I I feel like that would work rather nicely. Um, so I, I I think there's there are a lot of spots for him in the league as a role player off the bench, and that's a really good career um, for an archetype that's largely kind of gone extinct. He's just too skilled and too productive to not carve out some sort of opportunity. I agree, hundred percent agree. Okay. Um, Look at us coming in way under an hour. I was a little shocked. I thought I was going to look up and it was like an hour and 30 minutes, but um, we're getting good. Just short and sweet with us this week. Um, Okay, so to recap, I have Zach Eady's frame with Alex Sars' athleticism, um, playmaking like Taron Armstrong, while also scoring on ball like Caleb Foster and scoring off ball like Jacoby Walter, um, and then defending like Trey Alexander on ball and Justin Edwards off ball. you have Donovan Klingon's frame running around with Ron Holland's athleticism, uh, playmaking of Elliot Cadeau, on-ball scoring of Stephen Castle, off-ball scoring of Miles Kelly, and then defensively playing like Garway Dewall, on-ball, and Kevin McCuller, off-ball. It's just horrifying results for these two creatures. Yeah. Um I hey I I I I usually am not this guy, but I pulled up the graphic from last year. It was off ball shooting. Mm. But because we had confusion, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say was, we keep that, it. That was off this ball scoring. Off ball scoring is probably we should transition to that being. It doesn't make sense if we have off ball shooting and on ball scoring. I feel like yeah, it should be either coexisting off ball. Yes. So I like what you said better. So I'm going to say, what, you would know, you like to replace your miles Kelly pick? You want to help I, me? Let's, let's do it together. Who would give me your time? The, the, the idea of Donovan clinging sprinting off screens and hitting movement threes. is a lot of fun though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> who who would you say? Let's just keep it. I uh, who cares. We're having fun here. Um, by the way, Dame has uh 20, 21 at halftime, right? Oh, now. that's fun. Um, he's probably happy. Uh, who would you say are some of the best cutters? You had to give me like three, um, three maybe. Oh boy, 
Um, uh, I just because they're top of mind. Uh, I I think Recesher and uh, Saloon have been really good with their off ball movement. Um, oh, shout out Ignacio um, on No Ceilings team. Mm-hmm. He wrote about a couple guys, international stuff. Coach. Yes, I, I love having Ignacio on the team. It's great. Him and Rowan, it's fantastic. Um, man, it's just it's going to be interesting. I'm trying to figure out the guys that are really going to pop this year. Who's I, I think Cameron Carr is a really good off ball mover. I feel like I've heard that too. Um, um, I, think I mean, Spencer, I feel like it's a good name is what I meant to say. My brain's fried. Cam Spencer and Tucker DeVries, I think move really well without the ball. Um, there are a lot of names. Interesting. That, there are a lot of names on here that don't. Um, I'm finding a lot of guys who I really hate their off ball scoring. But and the, those would all kind of probably be some of my top ones. Um I think Justin I mean, Edwards. I, is to, I up was, there too. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Edwards. Um Ron Holland's shown some stuff. Scotty Middleton. Um I almost went crazy and had um Isaiah Collier for on ball scoring. Because my thought process was, yes, the outside, the perimeter games are probably a little bit interesting, but what if um, what do I do? I'm getting it. downhill all the time? I mean, he, he will get to the basket. Oh, he's going to put up. Oh, I, I bet he he's close to 20 points a game. Um, I, I think he is. Probably the best rim pressurer, because that's a term, apparently. Uh, I, I think his rim pressure ability is probably the best in this class. And it, it's freakish how easily he gets there and how constant he gets there. Um, but then he also shows really incredible playmaking instincts out of those drives, too, where it's not just, all right, let me get there and chuck up a random off-balance, ill-advised shot like a couple incoming freshmen do. Um, but he's finding um, off-ball shooters and cutters and stuff like that. So I, I I think his rim pressure is incredible, but then also just the versatility of what he does out of it is really, really, really important. There's a world in which he gets into top five talk, mm-hmm. but there, there's got to be something with the jumper. It's unbelievable, like how. And I don't want this to sound bad. Like how little of a development I need with the jumper for me to be like, I'm in, I'm all in, because like he is a bowling ball yeah. getting downhill. People bounce off him. He doesn't care. He goes through you. Like he, he just like okay, like you buckle up. You're in for a bumpy ride. Like I think the playmaking's there. I think he's nasty. I think he's physical there's just a, a very big need for one area to show, but if it, I'm, I'm with Metcalf, I, I think there's a world in which he's going to put up big numbers this year. A lot of people are going to be pumped because of those numbers, but I don't, I'm not, I'm expecting him to average a lot. Like I when need to watch eight, his shot. 18 points, seven assists a game. Be unrealistic. Because he's gonna get to the line a ton too. Just he's because of that live pressure. at the free throw line. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna destroy some people. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a big number. 
anytime you're getting close to 10 assists in college is just such a huge number. I mean, like, I feel yeah. like Morant was the last like big early pick to get to that number. Um, I know some other guys have done it where they, I think was Yuri Collins when you're like up there or something. I, I don't know. Don't I'm blanking. Um, but he's going to put up big numbers. It's just the jumper. It is literally just the jumper for me. Like, I still am convinced he has some hitch on his free throw. It drives me nuts. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, lo- I like – there's a lot of guys like that this year. I'm going to be excited to see. All right. Anything else? No. I just – this is great. This Lovely. is just really great. All right. Well, once again, I'm Tyler Metcalf. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, TMetcalf11. He is Tyler Rucker at Tyler underscore Rucker. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating. Till next time, see ya.